Welcome back, world, to the Verbal Intercourse Podcast. Got your host, Nick Walker, back in the building with you today. Shout out to everybody that's been listening, sharing the podcast on Instagram and various other social media sites. Real appreciative over here at Verbal Intercourse. Today, got a very special guest in the building. He back, he a repeat offender. Shout out to Fifth Child, man. He's doing great things at the Briarwood Art Center. And uh, dro- still dropping classic music, still dropping great shit. And uh, we proud of you, man. You doing great things for the community of Jackson, man. So how you feeling today, brother? I'm, I'm amazing. It's, it's another very busy day, um, but great, busy in a great way. Mm-hmm. You know, busy in a great, busy in a meaningful way too. Mm-hmm. Not just busy for the sake of being busy. So uh, the Briarwoods <laughs> Art Center. Before we get into music and all that stuff, the Briarwood Art Center. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell, tell, tell the community why it's important for the city of Jackson. So, um, yeah, once again, it's an arts and community center located in the northeast uh, corner of Jackson, Mississippi in the Briarwood neighborhood. And what I like to, the, the way I always sum it up is it's an idea factory. So while I have different things that I like to curate, whether it's music related, whether it's um, uh, education related, if it's arts related, um, even though I have stuff that I like to do, if community members are like, hey, I've always wanted to do this, but there's no space there's no community for us like i'm like okay well cool if we can let's find a date on the calendar and let's just do it mm-hmm. so i don't overthink stuff so if that's an afro-caribbean dance class i don't know anything about that <laughs> but there's a community for it so yeah. we're like okay we'll bet let's let's set it up mm-hmm. if it's an anime club i know of like i've watched maybe like three or four the anime Ballsy, gundam wing <laughs> is he i didn't even watch those I've oh, never, i don't know nothing about dragon ball z i don't know nothing wow, about pokemon wow. but like one punch man um michiko and hatching uh right no i don't watch shit. naruto like naruto. none of that i ain't even see it right none naruto. of that yeah. you know so but it's like there was a community people say hey we want to do this and so like okay cool yeah there's um a street dance community boy i i look i don't dance i don't <laughs> dance like I, I i chill i kick it but there are people in the city who are into crumping and so there's something called groove grooves moves and vibe session where once a month they get together and it's people who crump and they be in there like ah, i was like oh dope, yeah it's though. dope yeah man it's super dope and i can just be a spectator so like i said um, it's an idea factory, uh, but then it's also a space that's specifically curated for folks who are still trying to figure it out. So it's not that experts aren't welcome, but the the whole business idea is designed for folks who have a genuine curiosity in something, but afraid afraid to put themselves out there because they're like, what if I don't get it right? What if it's not perfect? And we're like, come here and screw up. Mm-hmm. Come here with all your like, oh, I've always wanted to learn, you know, and we'll create that space to make it happen. That's dope, man. That's amazing, bro. Because yeah, we got a youth mentorship program tonight. Ah, that's yeah. dope. That's dope. I think I think that's that's amazing for for the community because, like you said, it's a it's a lot of people that that have these interests, and they don't know where to go to 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 learn to mess up and then to eventually become the great at it. You know exactly. And and that's that's dope, bro. So we're gonna get right on into this music, man. To you know. Uh, it's it's hip hop fifty. It's the fiftieth year fiftieth year of hip hop, and 
you know, you're you're a hip hop artist. You're amazing lyricist. My boy Barred Up, man. You 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 got a new album out. God got my back. Yep. Dope dope album cover. Thank you. Where Thank you. The, where you get the jacket? The jacket. I got the I got the jacket from Concrete. Really? Uh, yeah, okay. I got the jacket from Concrete. Shout out to uh, to E Labs, who's the photographer that that took that shot. But that's a spot that if you're from Jackson, you've passed you know, by you know it a million it. times. You like, know, you know where oh, it's yeah. at. I've yeah. always thought it was just a like dope architecture on the building. Now I just knew I wanted to do a photo shoot there, mm-hmm. and so we scheduled a photo shoot. And once I saw some of the images, I'm like, oh yeah, this one—that's the album cover. Like it was plain as day. And, I, and I didn't have an album yet then, but I was like, whenever I do, that's gonna be the album cover. Because because I think a lot of artists they, I, it pisses me off because I'd be like, bro, your music is dope. But your album cover sucks, and it made me not want to even listen to the album. Like yeah, I would, I would have yeah. never known this music was good if it was on. If if you didn't give it to me and say, "Here go the songs, Nick." Mm-hmm. I would have never known this album was good because your album cover sucked so bad that it didn't make me want to even press play. So, right. so I think it's very important for artists, whoever listen, bro, have a dope album cover. Bruh, I so years ago I stopped just just writing songs and just writing lyrics and I started thinking about okay this is a whole experience mm-hmm. everything about the way they consume this from the rollout to all of this I want people to experience my music mm-hmm. you know and so part of that is the visual aspects I know that's not my my strength i'm not a visual artist but i have in my head and a lot of times in my dreams what the album cover needs to look like yeah and so from that one to the one uh before that untitled which was shot by uh d'artagnan that was dope as hell winford too. the yeah. one before that was shot by justin hardeman for which way is up like all these things they just keep uh-huh. yeah but but like i said but i've also you know in in defense of others that was my 10th album Mm-hmm. So I've had, you know, you album covers that were kind of, yeah, yeah, ex- you got, exactly. You got exactly. time to get it. I just, I just think that, <clears throat> bro, it's it's 2023. Like, when you you said you had ten albums, when was your first album? Oh five. Oh five. You know how much more advanced shit than got <laughs> <laughs> right I, well look, i'll put it like this my songs were posted to my myspace page <laughs> exactly 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 like like these days yeah if you had a vision it's tools out there to make absolutely album cover independent artists make a good album cover so so, you know, I brought Fifth on today to, because, you know, we're going to do some shit that we really, I thought, I, I feel like it's warranted. I feel like it needs to happen. We need to talk about Mississippi hip-hop. We're going to talk about the, we're we going to do a countdown of the top 10 most influential albums to ever come from Mississippi in the hip-hop genre. Now, granted, neither one of us likes countdowns. And, and we don't like Hate lists. Them. We don't Hate like them. lists because so subjective. If look, if you if if you never lived in Jackson, Mississippi, you gotta know uh, some random list will drop out of nowhere in the middle of a a sunny day in April, and it'll bring the whole social media in the ruckus. Facebook, everybody's like, "Where my name on the list?" Where? But Lord have mercy. Oh my God. But this right here, I feel like this gonna be better because it's not. <laughs> It's it's the history of rap 
in Mississippi. So I think, if anything, this will just start a good debate. It won't start like, no, oh, I'm a better rapper than you. I mean, a lot of these people are going to agree on. Right. And since Fifth is the, the hip-hop artist, you know, I want you to kind of, I'm I'm going to kind of let you lead me on this, even okay. though, but I'm a, but I'm also offer my two cents. So, and, just, go ahead. And and uh, to to be fair, even though this these were not your instructions, but I um, I specifically left myself and my content off the list. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Um, I figured. I figured. Yeah. I figured you would. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, we just gonna get on right on to it. I got my list. Fifth got his list, and uh, you know we gonna we gonna kind of iron it out. So we gonna try to iron it out. So. Talk to me. At number ten, we're gonna do a countdown. So it's gonna go from ten from from the top ten to, to number one. So at number ten, what you got? Number ten, I got Earth Day. A young Jules. Okay. Okay. So so you feel like she was one of the ones that kind of sculpted the culture of Mississippi hip hop? Well, I I, I believe she is. And, and I put that album at number 10 because uh, I remember a lot of stuff dropped around that same time. And I, w- I remember I was traveling for work and I was in the airport, like long layover. And I was like, man, you know, I'm just sitting here. Let me listen to some of the, the uh, projects that came out, specifically stuff from the home team. And I listened to like three or four of them um, in, in one sitting. And that was the one that really stuck with me because Jules was doing different kinds of stuff on there. She was showing some range. She was showing some variety. You could tell that she had influences beyond um, herself, beyond herself, and beyond the music of her environment. Beyond, you know, it, mm-hmm. she had like like hip hop cuts on there. You mm-hmm. know, it, was like, it wasn't just like trap music. I'm like, okay, so you're not only are you a good rapper, but as far as the types of songs you're you're take you you don't realize you're taking a bold stance to make um to make east coast feeling hip hop records while being right yeah living I mean, in mississippi like that's that's a bold her sword her, sword, stance her sword is sharp like yeah yeah like she she one of those ones and and the, and the thing about her she isn't afraid to go toe to toe with people that can that can go and she can write songs. Mm-hmm. She can write songs, like, mm-hmm. for real. And so um, I've, I've just always, uh, especially since that moment, and I know she had one before that, I think Hipster Logic, but um, I've always been impressed by uh, her versatility. Don't so, her. so just, yeah, even, even just the ballsiness of making a record like that is why I put that on there. I think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Dollar Black 2020. Okay, cause because they got that song free, and it, and it also has other cuts where he featuring Casey Youngbone, he 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 featuring uh, Jules, he he featuring people that that he he rap alongside, and it's a very versatile album. He got your <laughs> your boom bap, and then he got your your chilled out introspective type stuff. And I thought Free was one of those. Me and me and him actually did a podcast specifically about Free, where mm-hmm. we just specifically <clears throat> talked about that song, um, especially when it, when all of those uh, police brutality and police killings was going on. And and I I just don't think I can talk 
hip hop in Mississippi without mentioning Dollar Black. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say this is like um you would consider that like peak BDE? I I would I would because I think that um with that album you saw the maturation of his lyricism. Mm-hmm. Dollar Black has always had the delivery, the voice. But I've always but but if if you even if you listen to like uh the real mm-hmm. his his uh latest joint. Yeah. His lyricism has improved. His pen is sharper. And you and you could just tell that that now he's kind of putting it all together. There, there, there was a moment because you know he and I used to uh, perform a lot, at a lot of the same shows, like with uh, Generation Next that Kamikaze was doing at Dreams, mm-hmm. and um, that's when he was in the group, them boys, and when he was doing stuff with uh, was it Mile High, mm-hmm. you know, with Cashes in them, mm-hmm. and um, but. And, and like you said, he had the he had the voice, he had the delivery then. But then when it's like, okay, Dollar Black, the solo artist, and then we're like on that particular project, it's like, oh, yeah. so this is okay. Yeah, he, 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 he yeah, for sure. Up. His pen game stepped up a little for bit. For sure. And uh I yeah, so shout out to Dollar. So yeah, man, we're gonna go to right on to number nine, man. What you got? Number nine. I'm gonna go with I got that hustle. Really? I'm gonna go with I got that hustle. Okay. From Mike Hustle. Okay. Um I remember the the build up leading up to like the rollout leading up to the project. I remember the singles and I was like, he is executing this stuff very well. And up to that point, like of course he had dropped music prior to that. But it seemed like there was a hiatus where he, uh-huh. he wasn't releasing anything. It's like I, I didn't know what he had going on. I would see him out and about. I see him at the gym and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But I didn't really know what direction he was going to take. And he's always been like a, um, like on social media, the man is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And, uh, but then when I heard that project, I'm like, you're able to capture a sound of like the Southern hip-hop music that i fell in love with Uh in the in you know the early 2000s and everything sounds authentic about it from the production to the way it's recorded and mixed to his delivery to the the hooks like i'm like this this feels like when i was bumping trap music on my way to school you know Uh so um yeah so that that's why that that album was just very well executed for me man yeah they hey Hey, shout out to Mike Hustle, man. Like he, he's another one. Bars and got better over time. Yeah, Lyrics yeah. and got better over time. Mm-hmm. And and it's dope because if you listen to they, it's it's kind of like if you listen to my my first podcasts, and then if you listen to back then in twenty twenty, and then you listen to the maturation of my podcast, you could just tell it's it's just like night and day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's it's one of those things, and, and he one of those people that continue to hustle and continue to put out shit because he got a love for it, and he's just a hustler by nature. Right. Yeah, so. But, and, but you know, exactly what you just said is the reason why I have some issues with rappers, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm talking mainstream, mm-hmm. that it's like, why does your album in 2023 sound like the music you were making in... Uh-huh. 2014 it's like bro not only are you you're you're married you got grandkids you have so many more lived experiences <laughs> to talk about like why are you still 
Honestly, mm-hmm. rapping about the exact same thing you did 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, in my number nine spot, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give it to Lil Lunny. The uh, what what what? I can't I can't I can't remember the. They title. know what's going on. They know what's going on too. I'm gonna yeah. give it to Lil Lunny, man. You know he. He was gonna be one of them ones, gonna be one of the ones that make it out, I feel like, but he was tragically murdered. Yeah. So shout out to him. I'm gonna give it to him. Uh that album that album was actually the only album I listened to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time when I heard it, I was like, This is dope. Even though it was like a guy that was tremendously younger than I was, I was like, This is dope. This is this is gonna this is gonna be a wave. And I saw how like I was I think I was teaching I think I was teaching when that came out. And it was like the kids, they gravitated towards it. And and you know, you you might not agree with that pick. Well, well a, a couple of things. One is it's so it's just ironic that you said that you were teaching when that came out because one of them, I used to teach mm-hmm. and one of my former students is one of the young men that murdered him. Really? 100 percent true That's i'm crazy. not making that up at That's all crazy. when i saw like the picture and i saw the mug shot, i'm like him what wow dang wow and i and i remember this kid very vividly you uh-huh. know i remember uh interacting with him and uh when i saw that he was you know one of the people responsible i was like 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 even wow. when he passed away i think yeah cool j even yeah yeah so, so like he was i feel like he was getting to that point in the industry where he was finna and in, in once again, this is where I want is if if it's okay for yeah, us no, to have no, this no, discussion no doubt, now. No doubt. Um, I still to this day, and I've and I had like my nephew who was a bit you know younger mm-hmm. than me, obviously, uh, being like, oh yeah, so you gotta check out this song Colors, mm-hmm. you gotta check out such and mm-hmm. such, and I was like, okay, well this is a cool video because you got the big head thing, and you know, mm-hmm. so that's that's cool. But what I I never understood, and maybe. I haven't listened to the right project yet, but I was still trying to figure out what well, from a from a lyrical standpoint, from a music standpoint, what is setting him apart from other people who make music just like this. Well, this is the thing I feel like I feel like um as I matured, I kinda I kinda found beauty in certain things. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't lyrical. Like it's like it's it's like, for instance, I could go back and listen to 400 Degrees. Yeah. And Juvenile, he's not lyrical. But Juvenile is not lyrical. Juvenile, now, now, wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> juvenile. Put a limit to the BS and give me some space for it. Recognize hey, GME when I'm hey, in the place. I get hey, mad and deliberately I love, I love your face. I oh, love, my bad. I, I ain't love, no pretty boy. Well, I'm a felony case. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love Juvenile. I love Juvenile. <laughs> But if we but if we throwing around a description of lyrical, that ain't who I'm thinking about coming that, from the south. Fair enough. Now, granted, I have been on record saying 400 Degrees to me is the best hip hop album that ever came from the south. I'm I'm on I'm literally I'm literally on like and and that's over and I put that over Outkast anything 400 Degrees to me because like what was that like 98? That had to be like 98. Mm-hmm. I remember this. I remember how the culture changed. Oh well, well yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I mean, now, that's now, okay. So influential, yeah. yeah but yeah, this okay, the thing, okay, though. But this the thing, though. Because people weren't trying to dress like outcasts. But this the thing, though. <laughs> Think about yeah. the song. 
look, they still playing back that ass up. Forever. 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 That's what I'm saying. Forever. Like, but but let's just stay on task. Let's stay You're on task. <laughs> so at number eight, what you got? Number eight, because I said uh, I got the hustle was number nine. Number eight, I'm going to go with Let Me Work. Okay. From Dollar Black. Okay. I'm so another Dollar me. Project, Shy at the Dollar. Yeah, because uh, that's the one that, if I'm not mistaken, that's the one that had Fan on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so I saw him, um, even from a showmanship standpoint, because this is this was when he really, and I could be wrong, so fact check me, Dollar. But when he really uh, linked up with A.V. Evo, uh-huh. and um, as, a, as a real production and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and rapper team. And um, I think that was like, from from my understanding, the birth of that sound that they were doing together, mm-hmm. you know, and um and the the videos that that were coming out, like it just it seemed to be like his real awakening as a solo artist. Yeah, for me. yeah, for man. That, the maturation of Dollar Black has been great, even even with uh, even with how he's presenting himself on social media with the uh, two cents. I think it, yeah, my two cents, my yeah. two cents. Like yeah. like he's just you know. I like and I done known Dollar since middle school. We hooped together. Right, and we, right. And when I tell you this guy has been focused on the grind and making music even back then, like he was one of the first cats that I knew was like, yeah, I rap. Mm-hmm. Like I got a mixtape. We like 16, 17. Yeah. Niggas weren't doing that yet. Yeah, like, yeah. like I would say like, you know, shit, cause he 06, I'm 07. Mm-hmm. So it's like- uh, I'm 04. Yeah, so, Murr, shout so out 1400. Yeah, 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 1400 <laughs> But shit, even when you was in school, niggas wasn't saying, yeah, I rap. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, no. Uh, who, uh, um, there's a guy, if people, they were called Major Minors. Cord, Cord Short. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah, it Cord yeah, Short? Yeah, yeah, okay. And, I remember Cord. And, yeah. uh, I, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not, maybe it's not Cord Short, but Cord and, um, couple other people yeah and i mean there's of course there's more people that rap since then but uh but yeah so in my in my uh my number eight spot i'm gonna put uh it's giving self love by dear silas that w- hmm. Hmm. i feel like and, and it and it could it could have been higher but it was a really good project really good really good project um to uh, me his second best but but really but, it, but I think this is the one that he got, like I feel like nationwide, critically acclaimed. Uh, with I ain't stressing the day. I mean it's it was everywhere. But I mean, skirt skirt was before that. But it's go go Island was before I that. Stress, I ain't stressing the day. Skirt skirt is dope. But I ain't stressing the day. Is yeah, like, it, nothing has been as as big as that. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Sure. Like, it's like it's like uh, groundbreaking. It's like everybody. Yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. feels From that. From John Legend to yeah, exactly. It's, Lupita. And, yeah, <laughs> and 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 I think what he um what he learned to do by just speaking from his own um his authentic story and his authentic experience, I think he he learned how to tap into that. And it's a shared experience because so, I've, I, you know, I remember sitting down talking to him, um, 
maybe about a year ago. Right, it was actually right before this project dropped. Right before, uh-huh. uh, right before that project dropped, he was like, "Yeah, man, when I wrote, I ain't stressing today. It's because I was actually stressing that day." Uh-huh. And it was like, so I was talking myself, you know, it was a pep talk. I'm like, "Yeah, that's that's exactly, you know, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, for the music to come from that place. So yeah, and 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 I just think, I just think the impact of that song. I mean, it was. It was tremendous, and and I love the video. It's just so authentic and pure. It's just it was therapeutic for yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So what you got? What you got at number seven? Number seven. Number seven. I'm actually gonna go with "Sophomore Slump" by Skip Coon. See, that's what I don't know. Talk to me a little bit about it. So, Sophomore Slump by Skip Coon actually had a, a song called Concrete. Mm-hmm. Is that the, I think Concrete's the song that had David Banner on it. Okay. But, um, and it's a short album. It's, it's really like an EP. But, because uh, he had a couple, he had several projects before then and since then, like uh, Women Revolution, Tennis Shoes, um, and then Miles Garvey is the most recent one. But, Sophomore Slump for me, with uh the the way i consume music lately because uh, i you know i listen to a lot of jazz albums and soul albums uh-huh. i like for people to be able to say a lot in a short period of time like you probably won't get another fifth child album that's 12 13 tracks long really? because we're gonna be concise with it. it's gonna be like seven or eight plus cause i'm trying to you know plus i get stuff printed up on vinyl and for vinyl you need to kind of you, know, you only got you got 44 minutes total yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, so yeah, that's that's a, I would really I would definitely recommend checking out that project from a uh, from a lyrical standpoint. And now Miles is still Miles Garvey, which was the project, the most recent one that came out, last came that came out. It um, it's a great project too, but there it's a bit more experimental. Uh-huh. But if I just want to hear like rapping, rapping and beautiful songs, like there's a um. I can't remember the name of this song. I can hear the beat. I can hear the sample in my head right now. But uh, yeah, that's that's a really really dope album. I would check out. I'm giving this is my number seven spot. So I think I think I'm gonna give it to uh, Gray Skies, Crooked Letters. Number seven. Yeah. Okay. Cause cause if I was to if I was to put it higher, I would be knocking out some other stuff that I feel like. But I think, but I think that one was very foundational, especially for the time and for hip hop in Mississippi, specifically Jackson, mm-hmm. because I think uh, you know David Banner, Kamikaze, uh, Firewater. They had a Pimp C. Uh, they had a Pimp C record yeah, on Noriega. They had the Noriega. Fusion. Like it, you know, it was that 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 was a different time, and I remember. You know, being young, ninety nine point seven, uh, Firewater Boy song coming on, and it was kind of heading towards that crunk era with Lil John and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. And then like, so of course, uh, of course, Banner had you know great production on there, but also shout out to Gensu Dean, uh-huh. who was one of the producers uh, for that project as okay. well. Gensu Dean, I think even uh, Fingerprint did like a beat or two on there as well okay but um but yeah just a an amazing project so that came out like we said it came out in 99 99 yep so i knew 
who David Banner was, and I had been in the same spaces as David Banner, like when I would go to um, Lyricist Lounge Wednesdays at, at 7. That's crazy. And uh, I'm, I'm old, man. Dang, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old, bro. And then I would see Kamikaze, you know, as well. I, I don't remember seeing him as much as the Lyricist Lounge, but um, but I, I remember, like, seeing him being in the same space as him. Um, but then... I didn't put two and two together that they were a group. Yeah. Crooked letters. Uh-huh. So, and, and I was telling you this story earlier, but uh, when I was 15, I went to a Black Eye, the Black Eyed Peas performed, and this is pre Fergie. Uh-huh. The Black Eyed Peas performed at Howlin' Mouse in the Red Room, not even the main stage. That's they crazy. were at the Red Room at Howlin' Mouse, and David Banner opened for them, and I will never forget this day. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. David Banner, um, I guess uh, them Firewater Boys uh-huh. uh, the that that come out recently, and he was he stripped down to a <laughs> pair of bright yellow boxers, <laughs> and poured liquor in his mouth, lit a a cigarette lighter, and spit on the lighter, and like flames were. For <laughs> and real? He was rolling up, bro. I'm. That's, I'm not making any of this up. I'm not making hell. any of this up. We ain't playing down here no more, motherfucker. Like that's for crazy. real, I remember this vividly. And then, um, and, but like I said, he for an opening act, he made a performance that nobody in that room will ever forget. Yeah. And uh, and then I ended up rapping on stage with the Black Eyed Peas. I was freestyling. Hey, <laughs> that, 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 hey, and fifteen, some... he like Will I Am pulled me onto stage. Yes. Yeah, so ah, damn, that's some shit. You dope experience. Never, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, that's some shit you'll never forget, dog. But yeah, so um, my bad, I, I got off topic. But yeah, so Gray Skies, um, I didn't find or hear Gray Skies until, until I was in college. So this is several years later. So I was, uh, it might've been like 06, 07. And I was working in a record store in New Orleans and we could like, we had a, a used CD section. And as an employee, I could just go there and take it like a library, like take a used CD, go load it on my iTunes uh-huh. and bring it back, you know, the next day. And so I saw a cricket lesson. I'm like, that sounds familiar. And I look at it and I'm just like, Oh, this is David. Oh, David Banner Kamikaze. And then I play it and I'm knowing, like, think about it. I'm used to uh-huh. Lil Jones, David Banner. I'm used to them uh-huh. Firewater Boys, David Banner. Uh-huh. And then when I hear this, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I'm used to Mr. Show Enough Kamikaze. I'm used to, uh, uh-huh. we going bust a nigga head to the white, me yeah, yeah, to yeah. the white. That, that's the Kamikaze. And so I hear this, I'm like, wow. Yeah. They music, they make the music that I was I listening to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it was a, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so, um, yeah, that's that was definitely an amazing project. Who you got at number six, bro? I'm, you know what? I think I'm going to put them at number six with you Grace Guys. Yeah. You're going you gonna to put that album at number six. So, at my number six, I'm going to put I'm going to actually Wait, put... I think I... Did I skip one? Mm-mm. I think we we went through 10 through 7. And I think we did 10 through 7. Why? I'm tripping. Okay. Yeah, I think we did 10 <laughs> through 7. Because I, I, have, I have five songs left. Okay. Oh, okay. You got five left? Yeah. Did you skip four? No, no, no. I, I, I just can't do math. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> so at number six, I got, uh, I got Shrimp Life 1. You got Shrimp Life 1? Yeah, at number 6. Okay. Because, it, you know, as they first go out, you got No Flex Zone. No Flex Zone was on there. You got, uh, shit, what else on there? 
it's it's a lot of stuff on there, bro. It it was a big it was a big time album, platinum album. I think it was yeah. Mm-hmm. Throw some more. Throw some more. Yep. Throw some more. Yeah. Cause I can't remember Throw everything on there. No. Okay. So swim strip shrimp life one might be. You think you think you think it might be better than you, two? You, you think it might be big? Cause th- two's the one that just came out. Well, nah, three three came out. Oh, three came out. Three, but Shrimp Life oh, two. Oh, two did have black beetles. Yeah, yeah, it but, got. Uh, but one got lit like Bic. Um, yep. yep. No flex on my ex. This could be us. Up like Trump was so underrated. Yeah. Like, <laughs> throw back, some more. No hype. Hey, yeah, hey, man. Hey, what, what's so, what's so funny about that Up like Trump song is that. When the presidential election was going on, that song like shot through the roof, and they hated that shit. They was like, they just like, we do not fuck with Trump. We made this song before, <laughs> but the song was so tough. But they, but they made hella money off this shit, Bruh, I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. Like, I, I, I don't have with Trump at all, but I just pictured him. Like coming out like a like a wrestling heel mm-hmm. to up like Trump after yeah. he wins the election. Everybody man like, oh boo, Donald Trump. He's like up like Donald Trump. Uh, Chase me up, like that. Like Trump, bro, that's crazy, <laughs> bro. And you know, I saw them. Uh, I went to. I don't know if they still do it, but I went to Shrimp Fest. You did go to Shrimp Fest. I went to Shrimp Fest in Tupelo. Tupelo yeah, and it's it's crazy driving to Tupelo because at some point you just be on like a like a. Like a two lane highway, two lane highway oh, for for, sure. a very, for a very long time, and it's kind of scary yeah, to be honest. But Tupelo uh, <laughs> is a very very fucking strange place. Don't don't go there if you have no if you have no reason being there. Do not go there. The views of <laughs> but but uh, bruh, that uh, that that was the first time I saw them perform, and it and it was insane because it's just all they they they're a party. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't. I don't honestly remember them performing that much of their songs. For the most part, they popping champagne bottles, spraying that shit everywhere, like they jumping into the crowd. It's it's like they like rock stars. And and that, but you know what? Apparently, they were already doing that before they got discovered. They were like hyping up parties, like mm-hmm. that's what they 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 just did, you know, as mm-hmm. as brothers. And um, I think that they are true entertainers. I don't think Slim Jimmy gets enough credit for, for as, his for, maturation as a, as a rapper. Yeah, because he done got better and better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, shit, I think we in our top. Are we? Yeah, we top five. We yeah. top five. Okay. Um, Who you got at number five? Okay, if I'm if I'm based on what I have left. Um, I'm gonna put the day I died at top five most influential. Okay. Um, go another dear Silas record. Uh, just the he- hearing, knowing what he was doing before, like you know Boogeyman and you know other other songs before then, and he he was almost like a comedian uh-huh. that also happened to be rap. a talented musician, uh-huh. also having to rap, you know, uh-huh. but it was for fun, and so. When that project came out, um, and and definitely, Bix, anytime I talk about the day I died, like gotta send a huge shout out to Don Shay, uh, the producer who um, who made Gullah Gullah Island, because you know all of that song was already in existence, uh, like except the verses, like because uh, Don. For those who don't know him personally, Don Shay is a fool. Uh, 
Yeah. Like he's crazy. And so <laughs> and so he's he's a very funny guy. And so like gulla gulla alla nigga, gulla gulla alla bit like yeah. that's that's him. Yeah. You know, that's him still doing it on the record. And so um yeah, and then Silas was able to put these verses on it, shoot the video, and that was like, and I, I don't think that was necessarily his first viral moment, but that was like the, that was a that was a defining moment. It because, was because, I mean, if you if you a kid from, from the nineties, you know what Gullah Gullah Island is, right? Like, right? Like yeah, that, that shit defined. It was like one of the first times we saw a lot of. I won't say it's the first time we saw black people on TV, but it but as a child, it was very important for for little kids to see Gullah Gullah Island. Yeah. Because it because you know, as black people, our roots are in Africa and and it was an African-based show. And and the thing is, it was a it was about a black family. Yeah, a black family. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Nickelodeon had other programming, other kids programming. I wouldn't but even they say they didn't have it. They didn't I, have black folks on there. And like. and arguably it may have been the first kids program mm -hmm. with a black family. Unless I can think of anything cuz you know cuz Cosby show you know, family matters, yeah, 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 different yeah, world. Yeah. These aren't necessarily yeah. targeted towards kids. kids. Uh -huh. And then you had shows that were kids, shows like My Brother and Me, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that, My Cousin Skeeter. But Gullah Gullah Island was four kids and it was a black the it was a black family show. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, bro. Yeah, that 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 was a big record, bro. Yeah, but yeah, just um, yeah, really really, really good album. Um and shout out to even Antoine Perkins did a bit of uh, production on there too. So it was it was just cool to see a lot of things come full circle on that album. I'm at my number five. I'm going. Crit was here. Crit was here. You know, a lot of people say, you know, it, I mean, of course, it's a mixtape, but at the same time, I I don't think you can say anything about Mississippi without mentioning Crit was here. As for from a hip hop perspective, it, it's lyricism. Um, braggadocious, introspective. I mean, uh, you got something on there. They got us is arguably, it's it's one of those records that I kind of look in the same light as like uh, Nas's second childhood, mm -hmm. where you got three different verses, three different stories, but it all aligns to the same thing. Um, Children of the world is like, I mean. First time I heard that, I, I shed tears. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first. That's the first record I've ever shed tears. Listen, really? That ass. Wow. And, and I was really? like, and and I was like, I think I was like twenty, twenty one years old. And you know, when you just graduated college, and you're trying to figure it out, children of the world mm -hmm. is kind of like. I think Crit was probably close around that age, and you kind of around that area. You you in Mississippi, you trying to figure it out, and. So yeah, man, that 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 album to me, it got country shit on there, which, which to me, was shit. You could put that up there with a uh, like a pimp, yeah, um, yeah, like that that country shit. That that shit, it 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 gave me a sense of pride that I had never had living in Mississippi mm -hmm. when I first heard it. If if you were gonna be an artist putting out a debut project mm -hmm. i'm not even gonna say album but just debut project that wants to show people like your range and what you can do you don't get much better than crit was here yeah no doubt because he he did everything he he was telling stories he you know 
interest, um, man. Telling he was telling his soul, bro. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and this is this is like peak blog era. So you got to think about what else is coming out at this time. Because the crazy part is, me saying it was blog era. So I went to South by Southwest that year. Mm-hmm. So you got Cushion OJ. Oh man. You got yep. Trunk Music by mm-hmm. Yellow Wolf. You got not Pilot Talk from Currency, but before Pilot Talk. That would probably be. Uh, it, damn. What was the mixtape series? I don't know why I'm drawing Shit. a blank. Is it? I don't know. It might have been because uh, because Wiz and, and Currency also at the same time at Half Life yeah. Two. You got you got Pack Div, yep. um, Church League champs at this time. You got Mac Miller kids at this time. Like this is yep. like I'm telling you, you this peak blog era. You had warm up cold. Yeah, ASAP, uh, ASAP Rocky and them coming too. You had you you, you are you wait no. You had, I was about to say, did you have you had uh, Craig. You, you had you had you you had Kendrick with uh you had Section eighty Kendrick Section eighty Kendrick. or no oh, excuse me you had O D Kendrick okay okay yeah O D Kendrick okay. yeah okay. because Michael Jordan and stuff like that I remember him mm-hmm. performing that that year mm-hmm. um and then not why can't I think of freak, what, Drake's the the thing mm-hmm. Drake oh so far gone so far gone or so this, this is a little bit after this is after so far gone okay but um but yeah but to be in the company of those type of projects where it's like the moment you say their name, people are like, oh yeah, that's that was the one. Like, and I remember um, my brother-in-law was like, yeah man, this this rapper from Mississippi, like from Meridian called Big Crit. I'm like, Big Crit, that's a weird name, like Critter, Crit, Crit. Right, right, right. And then, and then he played it and I was like, oh wow. <laughs> I'm like, like this is this is really really good. You know bro, what I'm saying? Bro, I remember uh, actually writing for Rod. He had mm-hmm. a website called Cutorant.com. I remember that. Yeah. And I wrote a blog. I had a blog site called The Warm Up. It was based mm-hmm. after J Cole's uh, album, but they spef- specifically talked about sports and hip hop. My favorite J Cole project. Mine, mine too. <laughs> but. Like I wrote an article, Mississippi doesn't deserve Big Creek. I wrote that article. <laughs> that shit when did like this is before I knew really what viral meant. That it did shit, numbers. That shit went viral. Yeah. People wrote rebuttal arguments. My I was only basing my opinion off of going to see him at Howling Miles and thinking like, wow, this shit should be packed the fuck out. This shit should be sold out. It, it had a good crowd, but I just remember thinking, like, bro, we are in Mississippi. We are in the capital of Mississippi. He is telling our experience. with with to, And I just remember thinking, bro, he just put on one of the best performances i ever seen in my life, and it's not packed out. How often have you heard Crit on the radio in Mississippi? Honestly. Bro, not often. It, outside of probably that country shit and a few more records not often but you gonna hear atlanta you gonna hear you gonna hear atlanta <laughs> but hey that's a that's another topic for another day what you got at number four man number four based on my um i think number four i'll put i'll put uh i'm gonna put translation two by coke boom okay four. okay shads of coke yep um, that's the project that had a song called Hands Up. Mm-hmm. And I I was at uh, Suite 106 in South Jackson. And I, I might have heard his name once or twice before. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't know him like that. And uh, they were like, and I, I don't think I, no, I didn't perform at this show. I was just going out there. And so at the time, it was the same, like, five people that were performing a lot of the hip-hop shows. Mm-hmm. So not not the trap shows, not like, you know, mm-hmm. at, um, not at, like, freelance stuff like that, but as far as, like, the seven crowd, the cultural expressions, the mm-hmm. Sweet 106, Club One Love, it was the same, like, faces, me and a few other people. And then they're like, oh, yeah, it's got Coke Bumaye. So first of all, I'm noticing that there's, like, a million people in here. <laughs> to hear this man rap, right? Yeah, yeah. And he got like glasses on and a white tee and a backwards baseball cap. And he goes in there and destroys it, like kills it. Like people are rapping everything worth for. And I'm like, who is this dude? Why about and then he's from the South Side. And we went to middle school together. Right. Like, how do I not know who this person is? But yeah, so um, that was a project. That's the, po- the project that, int- that really introduced me to Coke. And then to see what he's done since then with, um, with I mean, with the, the Scotty Pippen EP, with, uh, and then now with Separation, it's just like this. It's been it's been amazing to watch from the outside looking in and just seeing the stuff that Street Fame Game Movement has done, and um, and yeah, it's the it's the same group of guys, same group of like real friends, and they like accountability partners. So, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, Shit, I think I think another one. He another one. People that if you listen to his music a couple years ago, lyricism improved, improved. Mm-hmm. His ability to do a show, his he's infectious with the crowd. Yeah. He got like this. To me, he's in the same lane of those uh people like uh like like Nipsey them, like Starlito, like those type of people that that got this this crowd, this this uh this cool, neighborhood like, hero kind of like yeah, this cool, like cold life following, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And and you know he you could just tell he just one of those thorough thoroughbreds, you know, yeah. just just a count a, a cat you could count on. You feel me? Right. Yeah. Right. So uh, for my next one, I'm finna get real. Well, we are kind of crit heavy for my top five. <laughs> Hey, Crit, hey, Crit, you, 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 can't, you can't talk Mississippi if you ain't, if it ain't Crit, man. So, number four, I'm going live from the underground. You gotta, you, you gotta put, to me, you have to put that record in your top ten in Mississippi because of the subject base. We make it cool to be Southern. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is amazing record. You got a B.B. King feature. You got money on the flow with eight ball MJG. I, and, I mean, it's just you got. I mean, it's just it's you know you got your country shit remix. It's it's just I mean it's. Do you know that one was not for me at all? Really? I mean the whole album. Wow, bro. I mean the whole album. Wow, we make it, we make it cool. To, I I got I, this here because coming from. Crit was I, I here. Get, I get what you say. And expecting that, I get and what then because it almost sounded like parody. I get what you're saying. It, I, no, not not parody, but it sounded like a caricature. Because well, I'm like, man, what's where? Where's the? Uh, and and you know what? That's not that's not fair. That labels. wasn't fair for me to do. Right. Labels. Because it's like, okay, now we're signed to Def Jam. We we have some limitations as far as like samples we can you know use. And that we can clear. I can't, we got, I can't put out Children of the World as a single. You can't put out Children of the World as a single. You can't put out so- something? 
Yeah. Ain't no way. But that's the thing, though. All of those limitations, and to me, I revisit that album, and to me, it sounds way better than when I first. I do understand what you're saying, but if you revisit it now, you'd be like, "Wow, the versatility." Was the was the first my sub on? Yep. That was on Crew was here. That was on Live from the Underground. It was on the Live first from the Underground. The, the first, first one was on Live from the Underground. Okay. Live from the Underground. That, no. Hold on. I gotta think. It might have been on the mixtape first. My sub I feel two, like it was on. My yeah, sub, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, still, still got my sub hope. Yeah. Still got my sub hope. Now I didn't like that one that much, <laughs> but I couldn't deny. Make it cool to be Southern. I ain't like that. I got this here. They lie from the That's hard to deny. Hey. These, these hoes. <laughs> but, it's, but I'm telling you, man, it's like you. It's, it's like Gordon Ramsay making a bologna sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gordon Ramsay making it. Like, I know what you can do. I, hey, I know what you can do. Why every, are you doing this? Everybody had, everybody <laughs> had that same feeling. But I'm going to tell you, if you revisit that album, bro, revisit it years later. Yeah. Because I, I, I swore off of it. I'm so it's you. been years since I heard it. So I, I understand. Mean, and, I, and I definitely get it because during that time, I was like, why why you do this shit? Why why did this happen? Because I, I just knew, man, Mississippi, we finna have a run, bro. Like, because, and, and honestly, because, wait, there did Return of Forever come after that, or Return of Forever come before, before that? that the, Return, because even Return, Return, uh, Return of Forever is like, okay, yeah, mm. like this is this sounds like the guy that, you know, I, the I, the I, South by Southwest guy. You know I, what I'm saying? I, I really think he gave out too much album worthy stuff for free. He did. No, absolutely. I 100 like, percent agree. Like, but the, but I can't knock him for that because look at the era he was in. All of them niggas was giving that album worthy yeah. stuff for free, and they were so they were making their money on the road. Free was free, like like so far going on dead piff. Wale, like you press you press a button. Wale, now, um, um, not a attention tape, deficit, but before a, that, a mixtape, a mixtape about, about nothing, more about nothing. All of it was for free. Bro, we got Cushion OJ for free. That's what I'm telling. We got Cushion OJ for free. So that's what they. I can't knock him for that. I can't knock him for that. So. So uh yeah man, yeah man. So so what did you remember when you heard the bro, warm up? Bro, for free. <laughs> we heard Grown Simba and Dollar in the Dream and Can I Live? All of that for, for free. free. For free. All of it was for free. <laughs> that was bro, it was a Niggas wild time. Literally, I, I literally used to wake up on Saturday mornings, download all the new music that I wanted, and you know, do my thing. So bro. So we in what what are we top three? Yeah, we're in, we're in the top three. So what's your number three? Damn, I was trying to look up whatever the name of that currency mixtape was. Number three, I'm gonna go with Star of the Seven Thirty Experience. I ain't heard that one. Who's that by? Um, Seven Thirty. Shit, explain, explain. So Seven Thirty is uh an mc and producer from west jackson moved to dallas for a good bit that may be another reason why you don't um why you haven't heard of him but 
and and I, I know he hates these comparisons, but this is just like the point of reference for so many people. They were like, oh, this is like Andre 3000 had a solo album and he was from Mississippi. Wow. Like as far as the spacey kind of uh, influences, but and the, and the insane lyricism, crazy lyricism, like almost, almost Eminem style mm. lyricism. Um, but over the backdrop of like a nigga from West Jackson, <laughs> like straight up, off Fred Drinker, you know what I'm saying? Off Fred Drinker Street and uh, Frederick Avenue, and um, yeah, like he he did some of everything on the album. He had uh, songs where he was singing. He had songs that he was rapping. This was and actually, you know, I, I don't even think it's a bias, but I, I did produce one of the tracks on there. Um, the track that I was featured on, but he had a range of different sounds and it didn't sound, even though it sounded like somebody from Mississippi, it didn't sound like somebody from Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause he, he still stayed true to some, some elements of, uh, and different sounds of the neighborhood. But you could tell his influences. You have George Clinton influences. You got, you know, P-Funk influences. You got Outkast influences. And, um, yeah, it's, just, it's an amazing project. It was his first solo album that he really doesn't like to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it was an amazing project. Shit, at my number three, I got Catalatica. And so how you feel about how you how did, come on now Catalatica how you feel about that one how do you feel about that one? because I, I that give you Mount his, Olympus that's all you give me on you that Mount Olympus come on now that's that's uh, that's where we that's where I still got my sub hope in that where is that no, no, where no, that no, falls no, no, no. that's uh uh that's the one two fifteens and we're balling big bang hole. You love that one. Come on no. now. You don't like no. that one? That's no. crazy. That's no. crazy, bro. I do not. What about Soul Food with uh, Raphael Sadiq? No. Bro. <laughs> no. Is that, wait, is that, it had, is a song called like Vibe or Vibe or What's the name? No, 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 no. no, no, no. What, what song am I talking about? Man, that's crazy. You don't like that one, bro. Mm-hmm. King okay, of like, the like, side. Like, 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 King like. of the side. King of the Wow, bro. Hey, shout out to Crit, man. Shout hey, out to Crit for hey, sure. Hey, Catalatica, <laughs> one of my favorites, man. One of my favorites. Wow. <laughs> Creation, <laughs> like my sub three, Big Bang Hope. Yeah. Like yeah. But I like DJ Da High, though. Uh, pay attention. So, so, but here's the thing. I I get it, though. Yeah. That's that's what I want to say. And, and just, I. Okay, third eye was on there. Mobile cool, bro. It's now, an amazing what's the song? album. There was a uh, I I don't remember what album. I think it was Return of Forever that the song called Red Eye was on. That song uh, about him and talking that, to that, his girl. Or that's whatever. on uh, that's a that that's, that's a, a mixtape that he gave out for free that's too. A beautiful song. Though. Yeah, it is. It is. But and that's the thing. Like I I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it because at this point. You got to understand, like, Def Jam is not the Def Jam that we grew up Uh-oh. with. Def Jam is not the, the Rockefeller Def Jam. The uh-huh. You know, it's, it's, it's not that Def Jam. At this point, this is like the um, Looking Boy Def Jam, uh-huh. where we don't have a clue about 
music, let alone hip hop. Uh-huh. And we're just like, wait, so what? What's you know? Uh-huh. What what's viral? What's okay? Cool. Yep, it was headed towards. They that. didn't have a clue was, what they were doing. It was headed towards. And that. so I see this as um, I, I saw that album. But I don't. But to be real, it, though, it I think I think he had a lot of more freedom in this. You think one. so? I think in the second one he did because I think because I honestly think it became it, it was a little bit more headed towards what we was used to rather than the first one. Yeah, Terrace Martin beats. You got a song with Lupe. Like like I just think I just think that it, it was a dope album, bro. So the, the even the like the pay attention like he has a gym. When I see that Jim Johnson made the track, I'm like, okay, yeah, the label was looking for a hit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, that's true. That's true. But, that, but that's the thing, though. Yeah. Big Crit was like, "Damn, I'm finna work with Jim Johnson." Like, right? Because Jim yeah. Johnson is on the, this on the heels of uh, whatever you like, and you know, mm-hmm. the stuff that he did for Paper Trail. This, you know, right, so right, it's right. like, so I, I get it. The they were, they are like, we need a hit I, record. I, I, I just think you know, Mississippi has the roots so deep in music that that Big Crit is one of those artists that he feel like that. I could really do, I could really make music with anybody on anything mm-hmm. and I could make it sound good. I just think, like I like I remember watching a video of him on YouTube where he just goes into like a record store blindfolded, picks yeah, out three rhythm random roulette, records. Yeah, yeah. I saw it too, because like, Tricky was on the episode. Shout out to Tricky. Yeah, yeah. And I just think like, you know, he's just like one of those ones, you know what I'm saying? Did you ever, um, you never read any of Questlove's books, right? I was I was reading the one on, uh, I think maybe his latest one. I think it's on uh, what is it? What is it called? What is it called? I can't think of it, but I got it. I got it in my library. I can't think of the name right now. Uh, um, yeah, and there's there's one of the first ones, and it's the the name of it is escaping me right now. But what he was talking about is when they were signed to M- when the Roots were signed to MCA. Um, they were signed at the same time as. Nirvana. Oh yeah. And so the label heads were like, Hey man, do whatever you want. We like we like the music that you make, but honestly, we don't oh, care uh-huh. what you do. Yeah. Because whatever you do, whatever we don't make off y'all, we're we gonna make, make ten times of over we're on off of Nirvana. Yeah. So we you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you had albums like uh Things Fall Apart. You had uh, albums like Phrenology, where the roots are obviously being like really experimental, and it's, it's stuff that I really enjoyed. But I know that they were able to do whatever they wanted mm-hmm. because they didn't have that pressure from the label to make money. They were like, mm-hmm. "You're a tax write-off. Do what you want," you know. And so with Big Crit coming out with uh, Catalactica, coming out with Live from the Underground, it's like the label. Def Jam at that point is like we need to make money. We need to be profitable. This is what's popular. We need you to do stuff like that. But that's the thing, though. When those records came out, that is what was not popular. If you, you look at the, so? no, if you, you look say, at the times, these hoes ho, still got my sub hope. Still but, got my but, sub but, hope. But you gotta think, bro. We from the south. There is that's okay. It might be popular down here, but on the grand scheme of things, that's true. That's true. You see what I'm saying? That's true. Like my sub, these motherfuckers don't know nothing about no sub in New York. That's you, yeah, that's that's fair. That's so fair. He, so he that's didn't fair. deviate that's from fair. who he was. 
he didn't deviate from what he was. He tried to elevate what we was on a on a grand scheme of things. I feel like that's why I always appreciated this stuff because look at it. Look at the time zone. Like like if you look at the time zone of some of those on some of those records, some of those mm-hmm. artists that he even using, they those are not your in house names. You, like when J Cole J Cole drop a record with Miguel. That, yeah, that's yeah, different. yeah. That's yeah. different. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. And and he drop a song with Rico Love. Rico, Rico Love, Love's popping in. Rico though, Love as popping, a but come on now. Rico Mag- Love popping as Miguel, a writer. Miguel, Rico Love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not fair. Think about when that Miguel Rico Love. Like, bro. I literally, like I went to one music fest that year when Miguel's performing the same time as Nas. Look, this was this was years ago. The girl I was with, I literally had to tell her, bro, I don't give a damn if Miguel butt ass naked on the stage. I'm going to see Nas. Yeah. So, so <laughs> yeah. if you want to stay over here, find me after the show. But everybody's over to see now. Nas had a big ass crowd, but everybody's over there to see Miguel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so bro, we gon' we we almost wrapping it up, bro. And number two, who you got? Number two, I'm gonna uh You know what? Cause we we're talking about impact. Yep. We're talking about like we talking about impact. We're talking about influence. I now I'll put Cripples here at number two. Um and I put Cripples here as number two. And you know what? Looking back at my list, I wish I had put them higher. I, I because to be honest, Big Crit was here to me is Big Crit's. It's his magnum opus. It's his illmatic. It's his. And I hate that though. But it's but, in this. But, in this, in but this, it's thing. not it's fair to do that. Though. It's perfect though. And but and yeah, you know, truthfully, it, it wasn't. It's not like it was his first project because nope. he had you know a couple of mixtapes before that. But it was the and it, you're you're always kind of like you have some nostalgia about the project that you're introduced to an artist with. It's like yeah, and then there was X. I, I feel you, but it's dark and hell and hell was and hell is hot. You know, it's like that's when I first heard. But you know, you know the funny saying? thing about Big Crit is that he could have J Cole could have easily been Big Crit, and Big Crit could have easily been J Cole. Absolutely, because absolutely, <laughs> they no, they're the same person. They're the same. They're the same person. They're the same person. They both of them can rap you under the table. They both make beats. They both, you know, can write songs. They the both are versatile. The only difference they from the South, like the only difference. J Cole, he got he got Jay Z, and Crit had got, got Def Jam. I no. What's the difference? I, I I disagree. What's the difference? I disagree, because I feel like you know who J Cole is. So do you feel from these albums, like you know who? Justin Scott, Scott. Just who Scott. Justin Scott is. I feel like I do, bro. But it's the thing. You can you say that you from the albums that you know who J. Cole is. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I can agree with you, and this is why. The only reason I can agree with you is because of uh, K.O.D. That's the only mm. reason I agree with you. Mm. The other albums... Okay, I, you, you. I'm not a. I'm not a J Cole album fan. I. I I'm but, a, I see, like Forest Hill Drive, and and that's another reason. And that's another. And that's another reason why I say that because Forest Hill Drives, 
it's a really dope album. Mm -hmm. He ain't tell you shit about himself, to be honest with you. No. But no. KOD, he was the most open yeah. that you ever... That, that's why that's my favorite J. Cole project. Now, granted, Crit, his most open project is actually not one on his list, but it's probably his best album. The only reason I didn't say it was the most influential was because it, it just wasn't the no, most... That's a double album. Yes, it is. Wow. You, hold on. You wow. Don't, wow. You don't wow. like that one? Wow, wow. Phil Child. You killing me. You killing wow. me. You killing me. <laughs> you killing me. You killing me. But you know what? In, in his defense... I feel like I put way too much pressure. You put too much pressure I put, on I put, him. I put too much because because here's the thing. It's like it's not not even quality, but I'd be expecting the crit was here nostalgia from new projects. And how can you create a first experience feeling again? Well, I'm gonna tell you this. From look, Nas is my favorite artist, and. Uh, a lot of people, like for instance, Nas is my favorite artist. He dropped Illmatic, mm -hmm. and it was so great that it took decades for everybody to see how great it was written was. This right, very next right, album, right, right. It was so Illmatic was so great that it took decades. Great man, bro, this, this I, a dope album, but look, this ain't this look, ain't Illmatic. Lost bruh, Tapes is hard, but it ain't Illmatic. Bruh, it's it like, was, it's bruh, like you chasing, you know, a feeling. Right, LeBron, like first you, high, you, you chasing know? a ghost. Yeah, LeBron yeah. said it was written. LeBron literally, LeBron James said it was written is better than Illmatic. He says that. He says that. Now, granted, I don't think that's the case, but now. Looking back on it, I can say I can see why somebody would say that. It was written it's like allegorical street tales. Like he's yeah. like <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. And and so Jay Z is my favorite rapper. Jay's my favorite musical artist, period. Uh -huh. And but here's the thing, it's like reasonable doubt, I I love that project. It's in my top. Uh -huh. But through here and I, I was I was literally listening to it earlier today. But as his albums have progressed, it's like I could hear him from a technical standpoint possibly getting better. I feel like I feel like he was lyric lyrically reasonable doubt. Isn't it, it gets no better Man, than that. Oh my God. Uh I think American Gangster to me, as far it, as execution, it's it's like it's, 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 a, it's a flawless yeah, execution. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a it's a flawless execution. So we down to number one, man. Yeah, my bad, man. We down to number <laughs> we down to number one. Hold on, did I tell you my number two? My number yeah. two, did I? I didn't tell you my no, number you two. No, you didn't. Uh, I'm going uh, David Banner, Mississippi. The album. That's what I'm going at number two. A lot of people gonna uh, I, a lot of people on social media gonna say this oh, is number but you one. Said, you said most influential though. I said most okay, influential. Okay, yeah. The reason yeah, why I say it's number yeah, two yeah. is because, to be honest, it's it's very influential, but I don't think it's the most influential because I it influenced a lot of acts in Mississippi, but I don't think it influenced the world. You see what I'm saying? It it it, it hit the world like a pimp, yeah. like a pimp during that time yeah. was was a fucking <laughs> like, anthem. Yeah. Uh, Cadillac on twenty twos. Um, Shit, uh, might get your jaw broke, might get your wig split, might mm -hmm. get your car shot up with him and Lil John. Yeah, 
That was the one. It came out at the perfect time. I'll say that. Yeah. It, came, it dropped at the the perfect time. Did it age well? I don't I don't feel like it aged well. So. But it's in, it's very impactful shit. Uh, I remember David Banner performing uh at the N one mixtape tour. Uh, at the at the Athletic Assembly Center on J, JSU campus and him being on like the ESPN for that because it was a fucking insane. Bruh, <laughs> on 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 Jay Z fade to black, he spit his second verse of Big Pimpin to like a pimp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they played the like they yeah. dropped the like a pimp instrumental and mm-hmm. he. Got, so it's like yeah, as, as far as instrument as far as uh, influential albums like you have to put that up there for me yeah for me personally mm-hmm. um i i am a bigger fan of david banner's production oh than yeah his, no than doubt his bars me too than his, bars. His, his his production is timeless yeah his production is timeless um shit international players did he do that one? no he didn't i thought he did that one dj paul did that Show did, show did, show did. Um, he did. Hold on, he did, hold on, he hold did on. Rubber Band Man. He, he did, did Rubber Band Man. Down for Ti. Show he did. did. Uh, he did Tip Drill. Yep. You know. Um, so yeah, he he was getting busy then, for sure on the production side, and it's just I've I've always been a greater fan of his production and his lyrics, and because the thing is like, man, the David Banner they'd be like speaking at these events. I'd be wanting to hear that David Banner. On all wax, but this that ain't that ain't him, that ain't him, you know. And um, and even, even when God Box drops, it's like you know, I'm a um, like I I appreciate his his role and his impact more than I ride around and listen to his music. I like the song Lil Jones mm-hmm. more, than, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, a, a lot, and so um. Yeah, man. So, uh, but in in regards to Mississippi, the album, uh-huh. there's a and and some some people may know her, some may not. There's this old white lady who is actually like cool as hell, right? Uh-huh. Super old white lady named Carol O'Connor. Okay, yeah, and I seen her. You see, you seen her yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. So Carol O'Connor is, I think she's from like Arizona, uh-huh. only like Phoenix or something like that. And I remember meeting her randomly one time. I was, I don't know if I just performed or whatever, but I met her and she was like, yeah, I'm in Mississippi right now because of David Banner's album. Like I heard his album and heard the stuff that he was talking about, heard about the like, and I was listening to the interludes and the skits and hearing, you know, him talk about Mississippi and, and praise the Lord for these Mississippi streets. And I moved from where I lived on the West side, on the West coast. That's crazy. Moved to Mississippi just because of what I heard on the album. And I was like, wow, music yeah. has hip hop is has powerful, powerful. Hip hop is powerful about sharing stories, you uh-huh. know, and so um, yeah, I so I feel you. So, what you you said your number two, right? I said my number two already. So, what's your number one? My number one. This is this is my number one. Stream life one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I gotta go with number okay. one. Okay, okay. I go gotta go with number one. Number one had his. I, I understand that like Black Beatles went number one. See, I'm going stream like two. On two. Stream like two is my number one. But like, cause I heard, uh, I heard no flex zone first, and I, I think somebody used that song in the background of a video. Uh, that was on like I don't know Instagram or YouTube or something like that, and I was like, oh okay, that that sounds like you know, I've 
I don't know. It, it's just I knew that these voices were distinct. Mm-hmm. And then like, oh, you know, they're from Mississippi. Like they're from Tupelo. Tupelo. Like, and they're, and they're from, proud Mississippi. That, and that's all I was about to say. They're, they're from Tupelo and rep Tupelo. They're proud Mississippi. Because Soulja Boy is from Baseville and yeah. don't rep Baseville. That boy, that boy say, <laughs> that I'm, from from I'm from Bompton. I'm from Bompton. That nigga say he's from Bompton. <laughs> right. And so, uh, but they're like from Mississippi and rep Mississippi. And then, like, as I heard songs like This Could Be Us and My Ex and um, mm-hmm. Throw Some Off, I'm like, they're great songwriters too. No doubt. Sway uh, Lee is one of the ones, one of those ones. Like he, even that track he got with French Montana and and the videos in Africa is just, I mean, Bruh, and, and you know what? The new, the newest project is mm-hmm. is solid. Yeah, too. yep. I I listened to it too. It, it got a track on there, Mississippi Slide. It's a, like a dance record. Like yeah, and they the, and them and them like you said, them uh, starting Shrimp Fest mm-hmm. in Mississippi. It's like they're they're. Um, on the surface, like proud Mississippians, like I know, you know, and once again, I know Big Credit shouts out Mississippi, like you know, mm-hmm. all the time and stuff like that. But it it seems like a um, they got an elevated, they were Interscope, so that's <laughs> they got fair a, enough, <laughs> fair enough. They got Interscope, Interscope, one of them, like hey man, do what you want, do what you want, yeah, do, do what, what you want. Jimmy Iovine is like shit. Hey, I don't man. understand this shit, but do it, <laughs> do, go for it. Right, we got, we got the but we got that in the budget. All right, bet do it. <laughs> see, see, at number one, I I got Ray Shrimmit as well, Shrimp Life 2. Black Beatles, international hit. I mean, I think it's like eight times platinum in the U.S. Because uh, yeah, like uh, I said, it was, it, was, it was number one. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah it was, I mean, one. that Look Alive song, that song with uh, Kodak Black. I mean, it, it just, it, and I think it was summer 2016, which was a wild summer for music. I think that might have been the best summer for a while for music summer 2016 i think everybody was i think that i think everybody started drinking tequila that summer everybody <laughs> everybody was listening to drake ray uh-huh. shrimmert uh wayne and i mean everybody was out i think i think everybody was out this summer uh so you know was, what was on there that, that that to me don't get enough credit what it's, do you have them by chance? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yep, 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 exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Because like, that man, it, it was it was records like chance? that. I mean, and then I mean, like this was a this uh, Shrimp Life Two was an international success. I mean, it had the Mannequin Challenge where it had whole yeah. college campuses doing it. Paul McCartney, yeah, Paul did McCartney did it. On, yeah, like, on like I was Beatles, like, bro, yeah. it, it was like the most. It, it's the most influential record yeah. to me That's out fair. of Mississippi. And uh, you know, so yeah, man, we we done had a good time sharing our top ten. Hopefully, it caused debates. Hopefully, y'all like it. Got my boy Fifth Child here, man. Great stand-up guy, great lyricist, great artist. Download guy, got my back. Check it out, bro. And uh, yeah, we out. Peace.